Yo, it's your boy Moody Hank chilling with the triple champ. Say hi to the people, homie. Say something. Uh, he's a little, he's a little shy right now, but we here with the triple champ, episode number one hundred and two. Uh, uh, in the, we're entering the pandemic era of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. We still rocking, we still rolling. Uh, hit him with that motherfucking theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. Go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get up, bang, but I'll ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just step, gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get up. All the bands, but I'll ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just step, gotta make down. Why don't you get up? Yo, what is up, homies? Homets, I'm chilling here with the triple champ. You hear him in the background. He's going crazy. I got the little, uh, little Thunderdome Junior set up for the little man. Yeah, say say hello to the people. Someday, you are gonna inherit this empire, triple champ. I've been trying to explain to him like this this whole podcast empire that I built. He's gonna inherit this shit someday, so I decided, you know, he's gotta he's gotta watch his pappy do what his pappy do. You heard me? So here we are. Um, I decided to uh, let him stay up instead of putting his whiny ass to bed like he's supposed to. He's literally just doing laps around in this little thunderdome. We we uh, basically blocked off, barricaded a huge section, and put some little little. Uh, ABC mats down on the ground. I go down there. I roll a little jujitsu with them. I shoot double legs on them. Uh, suplex his little ass. Uh, we gets busy down there, but he's just running around screaming. Um, he just had some Cheeto puffs. He loves them Cheeto puffs. He loves anything in puff form. This motherfucker is 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 sticking to a strict diet of just puff formed food. That's it. He don't want nothing else, man. He he he's he's fucking light. He's got ab muscles. He's basically got two ab muscles. Like it's just one. It's just like one line down the middle, but it's like ripped. Uh, he's he's just uh, he he's he's a goddamn specimen. You know what would you expect uh, if you seen your boy Moody Hank? You would expect nothing less. But we're here. We're still on lockdown. Uh, 
Everybody's still taking this as a motherfucking joke, and, and, and here we are. And you know, my neighborhood ain't no different than your neighborhood, homies. I got these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers uh, across the street even took time from, st- from uh, uh, beating their motherfucking wives every night to come outside and start politicking with the whole fucking neighborhood. No bullshit. There'd be uh, uh, domestic violences, uh, DVs every other fucking week at this house across the street. Motherfuckers yelling at their old ladies, you hear pots and pans being thrown, all kinds of shit. Now these motherfuckers are like the Huxtables and shit out here want to want to want to politic with everybody in the goddamn neighborhood now all the neighborhood kids want want to play and form like a little a little like eight-year-old gang and shit out here um i thought they asses was supposed to be taking online uh lessons in school or online and shit why triple champ simmer down young man got the podcast on here got the listeners they don't want to listen they, they pay their money to listen to your to your boy and uh, I know y'all be like, oh, you're going to be cussing and shit in front of the triple champ? Yeah, you know what? I ain't going to teach him to be afraid of words, wind, breath. Come on. You teach him how to use words. When to use words, when not to use words. Don't pretend they don't exist. They exist. Just teach him, how, teach him what they mean. Don't be saying fuck you to your teacher, homie. Or your pap, you get slapped the fuck up. Now you little, you, this little chump down the street uh, trying to shake you uh, for your tops trading cards or some shit. You say fuck you, homie. That's fine. That's fine. We good with that. But you ain't gonna be doing that shit. Uh, you gotta know when not to do that shit. So, uh, and he's he's gonna listen to these podcasts. This is gonna these are gonna be his his, his fucking Bibles. Uh, this this is this is gonna you know the blueprint on how to raise a triple champ right here. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I was, yeah, I was talking about the neighborhood, neighbors, man, the whole neighborhood over here, man, the, the neighborhood app, if y'all seen that shit, the, the snitching app, they might as well call it, each neighbor snitching on the other, fucking talking about, I mean, these motherfuckers got this homie, uh, I think I talked about it on the podcast one time, months ago, maybe years ago, a year or two ago, uh, some neighbor saw somebody, uh, climbing through the window, uh, of a house, and, uh, they called the cops, and they put this motherfucker on blast um, on the neighborhood app after they called the cops and the kid got arrested and shit. It turned out it was a 15-year-old kid. This person got on the neighborhood app and said that it was some young dude that was smashing out the old lady at the residence and shit. Like he was on some uh, uh, mom POV shit uh, um, with, the, with, the, with the Ray J night vision goggle shit on his iPhone. Like they, they accused him of that shit. He got arrested, hauled off. Come to find out, he lived there. And he was the son. He was a 15-year-old son. He came home late from uh, uh, somewhere, didn't have his keys with him, and had to climb through the fucking window. And he got dragged out in cuffs, uh, accused of, of, of uh, cheek-clapping his own mammy on the fucking neighborhood app. They're over here saying he's clapping his old ladies, his old mammy's cheeks in the dead of night. And so, you know... Uh, now this neighborhood is, 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 is like all fucking kumbaya and shit, having little campfires and little, little, little bonfires in the middle of the street and shit. Like when they're supposed to stay away from each other, uh, all of a sudden they're like best friends and shit. Um, Dak's still out here being a fucking uh, first name Mo, last name Ron, uh, sipping all kinds of special reserve, uh, pandemic proof, moron juice, smoking on the, the finest Snoop, Snoop Dogg, moron blunts. 
out here talking about, oh, it was less than 10 people at my pad. This homie uh, uh, had a, a, a fucking shindig. I already got on this motherfucker's ass for being out here playing fucking tag football a couple weeks ago uh, uh, with Des Bryant and, and who knows who else was, was out there. They're all taking pictures and shit. Yo, Simmer, son. Simmer, son. I know. I'm highly entertaining. Um, and then, so what does Dak do? He goes and has, a, has, a, has fucking Thanksgiving in the middle of April at his pad. Um, dude literally has like the, what, what's that, what's that picture? Um, the final, the, the final meal, the final, you know, that, that, uh, famous Jesus painting where they're all the disciples and shit are at the table. The final supper. This motherfucker Dak Prescott had the final supper. And then had the nerve. Uh, first, he got snitched on by a homie, by a party goer at the pad. Somebody was was, was uh, Instagram live in that or some shit. He didn't collect. Rule number one: You're gonna be up to shenanigans uh, and some bullshit, uh, general fuckery. Take people's cell phones away. You don't want no proof of this shit. You want to deny, deny, deny. You can't deny, deny, deny. When they got a full spread, they got a full video of the spread there in the last supper that you having with Zeke. Of course, Zeke. When I saw Zeke's fucking ass, his, let's be, uh, his chubby, chubby ass uh, up at the fucking dinner table, I was looking to see how many fucking helpings he had. Uh, I wasn't surprised at all to see him there. Of course he was there. It was probably his fucking idea. Uh, he was just smart enough not to have it at his own pad, probably. But anyways, uh, he got shat on. Uh, rightfully so. I, I was shitting on him, too. Um, like I already have, you over here in the middle of a pandemic having, having fucking Thanksgiving, fucking inviting the pilgrims and shit over to the fucking pad in the middle of April. Uh, and then he comes on and says that it was less than 10 people. Homie, I saw like six big ass, um, Thanksgiving sized, uh, macaroni and cheese casserole dishes laid out. That's like a casserole dish per person almost. Bullshit, it was less than 10 people. You motherfucker, you had like 15 turkeys on there. You had more turkeys than you had uh, people at your, pa- at your party? Fuck no, I ain't buying. Homie, 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 try next door. No soliciting. We ain't buying that shit, Dak. You already know we, we canceling after the trial period. We ain't buying that shit, homie. We putting it on layaway. We ain't buying that shit. We'll lease that shit. No, we, we ain't even leasing that shit. We ain't buying that shit, homie. Period. Well, fuck out of here. Less than 10 people. It's fucking... Hey, I wouldn't even be saying shit if it was just all like 22 Bettys and Dak. Then, then we having a whole different conversation. You say, yeah, I, bur- I broke curfew. I broke curfew curfew because... Curfew cuz, cuz, I had 25 Bettys lined up that were at the fucking pad. I had to fucking feed them. The fuck you want from me? I ain't saying a motherfucking thing. I'm fucking, I'm jealous. I'm, uh, um, I'm saluting him. I'm, I'm putting him in the, in, in the fucking, uh, to borrow my man, um, Michael Rappaport, uh, a stick man hall of fame. I, I'm putting him, I'm sending it right down to Michael Rappaport for, for immediate approval if he's doing some shit like that. But he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything of the sort. I saw one Betty. I saw one Betty. I saw a whole bunch of fucking dudes. You breaking curfew? Uh, are you breaking quarantine for a bunch of for a fucking sausage fest? My ass, Dak. You making me look bad, Duke. Sign the fucking contract, homie. Sign the motherfucking contract. Quit playing fucking games. Walk away from the table. Hundred five million dollars on the motherfucking table. You walk away. You out your motherfucking mind, son. You're fucking wilding. You're fucking howling at the goddamn moon. 
making me look bad. It's hard, hard to keep defending you, homie. Now you out here with, the, with these fucking quarantine capers every fucking week. Take your motherfucking ass inside by goddamn self. These motherfuckers out here, uh, ESPN and shit now having... Though the world is crumbling without sports. And, and ESPN is, is, is your, your, your first sign that shit's going wrong. When they got, they got everything, uh, they got horse championships. They just had like a horse tournament. With, with, with like Zach Levine, Mike Connolly won it. Some uh, um, NCAA tournament uh, young lady was there uh, serving fools. I think she served. Who did she serve in the first round? She served somebody big in the first round. Um, uh, Zach Levine basically had the dunk to win it. I know. I saw. I just saw the highlights of this shit. But they've been they've been doing all sorts of weird shit, playing dusty ass, old ass fucking games. Smell like libraries and shit on TV uh, every night and shit. They've just showed that fucking. Uh, Gibson walk off home run for the Dodgers in like '84 or some shit. Uh, the last time they won a title, '87 something like that. They just playing super old shit. I've seen cornhole. I've seen uh, all kinds of esports. I mean, these motherfuckers are out here uh, playing Final Fantasy on, on ESPN and shit. And I can't get no kickboxing. I can't get no jujitsu. I can't get any EBI. I can't get any, uh, 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 I can't get, uh, anything like that. I can't get CJJ combat jujitsu. Um, no, no old school pride. No, um, no, no, um, what was this shit back in the day? Uh, K1, no K1. I can't get none of that, but I got spike ball. I got fucking lemonade squeezing. I got motherfucking dog uh, shows and shit. I got I got the dopest motherfucking dog in the world. I don't need to see him on goddamn TV. Moody, what's up? Moody's over here kicking it with the triple champ. Both uh, newer additions to the to the to the uh, gecko family in the last couple years. Um. But yeah, I mean, without sports, I mean, it's been blowing. UFC 249. That shit was supposed to be going down tomorrow. I said it. I said it back in in October, November, whenever the fuck it was announced that they were going to be doing this fight. Number one, I said, if it ain't if it ain't scheduled for next week, it ain't fucking happening. You scheduled this for fucking April. It's never going to happen. There's too much time for shit to go wrong. Now nobody could have expected this kind of wrong. It took a goddamn pandemic to break up the fight this time between Khabib and Tony Ferguson. But. I didn't think that fight was going to go down to begin with. I was skeptical. I said, until they're both standing in the octagon, I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Ferguson was on his way out, tripped over a power cord or some shit, uh, tripped on the steps leading up into the octagon and broke his fucking ankle, uh, smashed his head on the step on the, on the way down. Some weird shit was going to happen. Until that bell rang, this fight was not going to happen. So I wasn't surprised by that. And then I was thinking, I was like, there's no way even with Gaethje, they announced that Gaethje was going to have this fight. Now, let's, let's, let's pretend for a second that this fight was actually going to go down. Um, man, I, I was like Tony all day for a little while, and then I started thinking about it. I was, I was, I was going over to, to, to Gaethje. I think Gaethje has that style that, can, that, can, that could beat a guy like Tony Ferguson. He could slow him down with, with, uh, with leg kicks. Those, you know, big punches, big hooks, wide hooks, can take damage, covers up really well, gets hit a lot, but so does Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson ain't going to be able to take him down if that's what he wants to do. He's a fantastic wrestler. And I started thinking more. I was like, man, maybe Gaethje is the type of dude that could beat a guy like Khabib with the kind of wrestling that, that Gaethje was a wrestler before anything. 
He showed up in Colorado with, with, with Brendan Schaub and those dudes back in the day as a, as a straight wrestler, and they just taught him how to throw punches and leg kicks, and he turned it into this. The only losses he has in the UFC were to Dustin Poirier, who fought for the title, and that was a fucking war. And he, he, he got, that was, I think, that was that the only time he got he got finished? I think he got, I think that might have been the only time that Gaethje was finished. I know he fought Eddie Alvarez and he lost that one. Maybe he got finished in that one too. But Eddie Alvarez was just, uh, I think that was, was that before the title? I don't even remember if that was before he fought Conor or after he fought Conor. But either way, he was a champion. Uh, in multiple organizations, including the UFC. So, and Eddie Alvarez, no chump. He's a little long in the tooth now, but at that time, those were wars. Anyone could have won those fights. They just showed the Poirier versus uh, um, Gaethje fight the other night on, on ESPN. Finally, something worth a damn. Um, I just started thinking, man, the, the, he, the way he throws those hooks, he, throw, he puts everything. Gaethje puts everything into him. He catches you coming inside. He lets you strike his hand. He had a real tight hand guard. He'll, let you, he'll trade getting punched in the face for landing leg kicks. And those leg kicks, after a while, Dustin Poirier was fucked up. Dustin Poirier was super fucked up with those leg kicks. It was bad news for him. Um, he had to survive that shit. The second round was all Gaethje. So, I, I mean, I started thinking about, uh, you know, Tony versus him. You know, it, you know, the ground game isn't really going to come into effect. Who stand-up is better? I think it's Gaethje. I think it's Gaethje. I, 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 if the fight was going down tomorrow, and definitely if Tony Ferguson, which I would have to imagine is the favorite of some sort, I put it. I put it on Gaethje. I I would take Justin Gaethje uh, um, to win that fight, man. And now, so what happened? If y'all living, you know, in, in super deep quarantine, uh, you in a fucking bunker somewhere, can't get no internet or something. Where the fuck you are? Uh, this shit got called off. Um, I kind of felt like this was gonna happen, even when I was on the podcast last time. I was like, I don't see there's any way that they can have this, even if they had which they had it planned, it was at the Tachi Palace, and fuck who knows, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Northern California, I think the homie Rico, uh, uh, Whiskey Sick Podcast Extraordinaire, I think this is where he got okie doked, he, he, yo, Rico, if you listen to this and I got this all fucked up, my bad, but this is how I remember being told it, I'm pretty sure it was at this Tachi Palace, he got, he got bamboozled into actually cornering a, profes- a professional fight between uh, um, Casey Ice Cold Uscola, who was, um, uh, who was on like ult- Ultimate Fighter 12 or some shit like that, uh, he had a fight against a guy named Professor X. And Professor X fought one time in the UFC right after he at, right after this fight with uh, our boy uh, Ice Cold Uscola, who stayed at our pad for a while. Uh, he was the homie of a homie, uh, uh, the homie T Lamb. Anyways, somehow this dude Rico, who has no idea the first fucking thing about fighting, ends up in in the corner of this fucking guy. He he's he's your fucking corner man. Imagine um, you know going into work. Going to the break room and just grabbing one of the cashiers and saying, "Hey, I need you to help corner a fighter in a professional fight, in which our homie got knocked out in the first round by a flying knee, like dead, fucked up." This homie Rico somehow ends up getting super tanked in the, in, in the casino afterwards. Atachi Palace uh, goes up to the room with her. Homie wakes. You know, homie passes the fuck out. Nobody can find him. Uh, the homie uh, who just fought, uh, Casey Uscola, can't find him. The homie T-Lambs with him. They can't find him anywhere. They go up to his room, uh, banging on the door. Homie answers and is just his chonies. Uh, 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 streaked up, 
uh, crazy little, little, little ass, ass stain. Uh, this was before he was put on to the uh, ass napkin game. He shows up with a little brown stain to shooting down the back of his underoos. Uh, uh, whitey tidies, fresh on Fruit of the Looms. Um, and, and they go inside and he got robbed. All their shit got jacked by this chick. This chick took him up to the fucking room, uh, pretended she wanted to smash him. Homie Rico was so fucked up, he passed out, and homegirl took, like, all of, uh, all of the fighter, KCU Scullo's, like, fight gear, all, all of his sponsor shit that they gave him, took all that shit, uh, took everything but this homie streaked up whitey tidies at the, tal- uh, at the Tachi Palace, where they were going to have UFC 249. Wild shit. But anyways, let me get back to where the fuck I was going with this. Uh, even on even on an Indian reservation where they were all bored, uh, all on board. I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want on Indian on Indian reserves. I know. I've been to New Mexico. I lived in New Mexico. There's a lot of them out there. Um, and uh, basically, the state put a lot of pressure on ESPN and Disney, and they're like, "This is not a good look." Either way, even if you're going like, you're basically taking a loophole. All of California is a quarantine, stay at home, and here you are going over here and having this thing where you know we don't have any control over it, but it's still in California, and this is our recommendation. So they basically came out and made this statement how it was irresponsible and stuff like that. Disney, ESPN, I'm like the guys who, 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 who own it, own it. Hollered at Dana White and said, you ain't doing this shit. Ain't doing it. Ain't doing it. It's, 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 it's too crazy. So Dana, you know, stamped his feet. Pooped in his hand, threw it at him, called him names. You know, you know he, you know he didn't go out. He went out like a Canadian on South Park. You know that floppy heads on on, on South Park. Rah, 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 rah. You know that's how Dana White looked when he he got told he couldn't do UFC 249 like a fucking South Park Canadian. That's how this motherfucker went, uh, gum bumping all up and down everywhere. You know he threw a major fit, major tantrum. Someday they're going to do a 30 for 30 documentary about the time that Disney and ESPN told Dana White he couldn't do UFC 249. They're going to have a whole hour worth of footage on this shit. Um, but they told him he couldn't do it, and now he's vowing May 9th that they're going to do it, and they're, uh, they're going to do it somewhere. But the card that he's pro- proposing now is fucking fire. Let me pull this shit up. He just uh, So Ferguson versus Gaethje is on still. So I was wondering if now, if you push it back into June, July, and Khabib can get back, do you just nullify the Gaethje fight? But I guess not. May 9th, maybe that's still, they're, they're thinking uh, uh, Khabib is not going to have enough time to get back to the uh, to United States again. Whatever. I, I mean, I don't know the inside Iggy on that shit, on, on why this dumb fuck uh, was at the press conference like a week before all this shit went off and, and then decided he was going to go to Russia with just a couple weeks left before the fight. I, I, I don't know. Uh, if he was here in front of me, uh, I'd say nothing about it. Uh, Henry Cejudo, the, the triple cuck, is going to be fighting the homie Dago representative, uh, 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 a man that I've met, uh, Dominic Cruz. Um, this is a good fight. This is a great fight. Um, Henry Cejudo is going to have a hard time getting this, this fight to the ground. He's fallen in love with his, his striking. Um, which which can be a bad thing. He got he got kind of pieced up. They just showed this fight too, the Marais versus Cejudo fight. They just showed this one, so I just watched this one. Um, I thought I thought Marais had a lot more 
Um, I thought he was a mo- lot more dominant in that first round the first time I watched it. He landed a shit ton of leg kicks in that first round and, and dominated. But not, I, I, for some reason, I thought he hurt Cejudo. I thought Cejudo was like wobbled at some point, but he wasn't. The second round, uh, Henry Cejudo basically did what Fury did to... Um, did to Wilder in the second fight. Just got in his face and started throwing fucking bombs. He just started throwing right hand after right hand after right hand, uh, clinching briefly, landing a couple knees, and getting the fuck out of there. And that's basically what he did. He won the fight with right hands and knees. Um, and he just got, got in uh, Marais' face, took away the distance that he needed to throw kicks, and, and, and went hand for hand with him and, and picked him apart slowly. I thought it was over in the second round. It didn't end until the third round. Or the fourth round. It was it was later in the fight too. But anyways, um, that that style ain't gonna get it done against Dom. If there's any kind, the the question mark with Dom is, is the same thing as it always is. Is he is he healthy? Number one, and after another long ass layoff, how's he gonna look? Uh, one time he came back against uh, uh, TJ and, and dominated the first three rounds before his foot like started cramping or some shit, and then he got pretty much smoked the last two rounds, but won the belt because he won the first three rounds. Then he got smoked by uh, by Garbrandt. Garbrandt, I've never seen anybody deal with with. Uh, with Dominic Cruz like that. Um, I think, has Dominic fought since then? I don't know if he's fought since then. Since his loss. Not sure. Anyways, so now he gets this fight. He's been off for like two years at least, uh, if not more. Um, and I, I, I follow him on Instagram. He's training hard every day before they even announce this. I mean, he, he never stops training. Uh, so I, I, he's in shape. Um, his footwork, the shit that he shows on Instagram looks like it's, it's vintage Dom Cruz. If Dom can dance, uh, do, do that tango, do that salsa, do that cha-cha all around Cejudo. It's going to be a long night for Cejudo. Cejudo's going to be swinging at a lot of nothing. He's going to be shooting at a lot of nothing. I think at some point he's going to try to take Dom down. I think he gets taken down. What? I think he takes, I think he gets taken down. Off of a, 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 a counter from, from Dom. Dom, Dom's real good with his takedowns. Why? Because he puts his hands in front of him. That little knee tap after he lands a one, two, three on you. Uh, it, it's tough. He, he, he times him very well. Timing can make up for, you know, lack of technique and, and, and shit like that. It, timing is everything. And, and if Dom still has, you know, that hand speed and he, he still has the mobility, this is, this is a great fight. I, I, I really like it. I'm, I'm, I'm picking with my heart on this shit. You know I ain't going for that triple cuck shit. I ain't, I ain't with that shit. Uh, I ain't about that business, boss. I'm rolling with Dominic motherfucking Cruz out of Dago Bitch, California by way of Arizona, which I fucks with also. I love Arizona. All right. Then we have Nunes, Nunez, Amanda Nunez versus uh, uh, Felicia Spencer. That's, that's, a, that's an ass whooping. That's an ass whooping in a can. Yeah, I just opened that shit up. Uh, yeah, that's a done deal. That's uh, Amanda Nunes. They just got nobody to fight. I'm assuming this is at 145 because I remember Spencer fighting at 145. I thought that about Jermaine Dur- uh, Durandamy, uh, and that ended up being at 135. I look like an asshole, so I-, I-, I don't know. Whatever fucking belt they're fighting for, 135 or 145, pretty sure it's 45 because um, she just defended the 135 belt Nunes did against uh, Durandamy, um, which was a great fight. This one won't be a great fight. 145-pound uh, division is, is super thin. Um, super thin. Uh, the homie uh, Whiskey could probably compete in that division. Uh, the women's 145 pound division. She he could get a fucking title shot right now um, without a dub. Um, just coming off the streets, you know. Uh, just coming back from Costco. Just roll up in there and, and fight Amanda Nunes if he wanted to. Um, 
So uh, that's all day. That's uh, that, that's Nunes. Uh, Spencer, you know, she's got a good ground game. Uh, you know, gets the fight down to the ground. has got good ground and pound. Stays active on the ground. I don't see that happening with Nunes. She's going to have to stand there and bang with Nunes stand-up style. And that shit just, it, it's not going to be a good look for her. She's going to be coming out looking like some version of, of uh, um, Ioana Janjicic in her last fight with that fucking crazy-ass um, total recall forehead of hers and shit. Um, Francis Ngannou versus uh, Rosenstruck. I'm telling uh, Rosenstrike. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna be a boring ass motherfucking fight. This is like when Derek Lewis fought Ngannou. This is this is part two right here. This this is this is 2.0. Uh, there's two big heavy hitters uh, that are gonna stand there and, and fucking look at each other. And it's uh, thank God it's only a three round fight. You know, it probably won't get on and popping until the last like minute of the fight when they realize they haven't done anything. That uh, that's just what I'm saying. But now, if it was if it was if I had to look at it. The technically better striker is the professional kickboxer Rosenstrike. Uh, Rosenstrike got pretty much handled by um, Overeem in their last fight for four and a half rounds. I mean, um, actually for like, there was only like a minute left or, or 30 seconds left or some shit when he beat uh, Overeem. Overeem was, was basically just picking him apart, hitting him and running, hitting him and running, hitting him and running, you know, just pointing him, outpointing him. It was almost like a, a, a kick, like a, a karate point match. It was, that's what, that's how Overeem fought that shit. Um, and Rosenstrike caught him at the very end and knocked his ass out, like at the bell or some shit like that. So, and up until then, I really wasn't impressed with Rosenstrike. Um, and, and Ganu, when he face, faces this kind of, kind of striker with, the, you know, this kind of pedigree, um, we've we seen stinkers. We, you know, he's afraid of danger. He's not this guy that's just going to go, go in there and, and, and wing it even though he's beaten you know Velasquez uh he's beaten Dos Santos uh he's beaten some motherfuckers but um you know when he fought Derek Lewis a guy you know KO power he, he, he shied away when he fought Stipe Miocic you know he, he he tried to do his thing but you, you saw him get exposed his ground game lack of ground game is what got him defeated in that one this one just seems like it's too much it's, it just looks like a stalemate to me but the better kickboxer is Rosenstrike I would actually pick Rosenstrike to win. Uh, I would pick him to win this fight. I'm that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Nganu, uh he just he's got a, he's that Wilder. He's the, he's the Deontay Wilder of MMA, especially the heavyweight division. He's just he's got he can get, you know, he just got to land that one punch. And he's not good at setting him up. He doesn't put punches together very well. He doesn't move great. He just throws bombs. And the chances that one of them's going to land are pretty good, and that's how he wins fights. But I think um, you know, Rosenstrike I think he's got the technical kickboxing to actually sit there, pump some jabs, pump some combinations in, in, in his face, and, and, and get that dub. Uh, Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. This is a fucking heat rock. Dago, bitch, California representative Jeremy Stevens. I don't know by way of, uh, I forget where he's by way of, but he's been repping my, my, my hometown, Dago, bitch, California, for a long time. So we're always going to be riding with, with, with Jeremy Stevens. He ain't winning this fight, though. Uh, Calvin Cater's hands are, are too fucking great. You want to see a sick fucking fight uh, with Calvin Cater? Watch his fight against Shane Burgos. Google that shit. You ain't got shit else to do, motherfuckers. You ain't, hopefully you ain't out here having fucking uh, uh, block parties and shit like my neighborhood is. Calvin Cater versus Shane Burgos. Banger. A fucking banger. And, and, and Calvin Cater just lost to uh, Magomed Sharipov. The uh, fucking Abraham Lincoln-looking-ass Russian dude. Um, but that third round was all Cater. Cater was uh, was giving him the business. If that was a four, five-round fight, if that was a five-round fight, that's all Calvin Cater. He finishes that fight. Um, so, but he lost 2-1 to one in that uh, in, in his last fight against Magomed Sharipov. Got off to a slow start. Cost him. 
Calvin Cater it. Very tight, very clean, very crisp kickboxing. Uh, um, uh, short, quick punches. They're gonna, they're gonna be too much for for a guy like uh, Jeremy Stevens, who's a wide puncher, um, and and he doesn't have the technical ability that that a guy like Calvin Cater, the angles, the damn, he's just the the, the distance management that the guy like Cap- Calvin Cater is a sleeper, homie. Trust me on that shit. I've seen all his fights. He's a dope dude. He when I saw him fight Shane Burgos, I don't know, I. If it was both their first first fight in the octagon, their their first appearance or or their second appearance, it was early on. It was like maybe two three years ago. Um, sick fucking fight. Cerrone versus Pettis, part duh. Y'all don't know they fought before. Um, if y'all y'all some fucking rookies, uh, Johnny come latelys, um, they fought before. Um, Anthony Pettis won it in the first round, uh, liver kick. That was one. That was those times where it was like a string of fights where after that. Uh, Cerrone was getting hurt to the body. Like every time he'd get hit to the liver, he'd go down, and and this was no exception. Uh, Anthony Pettis, I think this is right before he won his belt. Uh, maybe this is what gave him the title shot. But he landed a, a a left leg from the southpaw stance right to the liver of Donald Cerrone, crumpled him, and and that was it. They had no hadn't had no answer. That was in the first one, and was in the first round. Um, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Um. This fight, man, who the fuck knows, man? They're both, they're both, listen, I haven't believed in Pettis in a long fucking time. You can go back. You've seen me. I've been shitting on Pettis for a long time. I said, uh, there's a lot of fighters I, I, I wouldn't talk shit to their, fu- listen, I'll roll up. I'll roll up with Pettis uh, out of respect, respectfully roll up, I mean. Like, come to the fucking Thunderdome. Let's do it. I'd go rounds. I would not be afraid against a guy like Anthony Pettis. I would, I would bang out with that dude. Uh, uh, you know, no Bruno. Uh, that sounded, I ain't editing this shit, I ain't editing this shit, sometimes you flub up, you say shit like we would bang out, you know, me and Anthony Pettis would bang out, it is what it is, um, but I'd have no reservations, the same with Cerrone, I'd like to get down with Cerrone, you know, he's probably gonna fucking rack that shit upside my head, I'm gonna pick Cerrone, fuck it, Cerrone needs a fucking, they both need a fucking dub, let's be real, I think Cerrone's lost three or four in a row, maybe four in a row since Connor, Pettis has lost a few, been knocked out, I, I don't even remember the fucking guy he that he just got he just lost to he just got choked out in like the first fucking round against some dude uh who's not that great especially in the stand-up game um so fucking who knows man uh I, it's probably gonna be a boring fight i'm, I'm gonna think it's gonna be uh, the matchup on paper you're thinking about these dudes in their prime you're like holy shit this is a great matchup i don't know how much of a good matchup it is anymore um, but I still like to see it. It's still good, good to be on the card right, right here. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Cerrone. I'm gonna go with Cerrone. Greg Hardy uh, versus DeCastro. Both are bangers. Greg Hardy in his last uh, loss against Volkanovski. Look, and I'm, I'm freestyling here. I, I don't, I, I don't got this shit in front of me. All right? I'm pretty sure he fought Volkanovski, who's a tough motherfucker. Uh, and Greg Hardy did a lot better than I thought he would. I thought he would get finished. I thought we would see a huge discrepancy. You'd be like, finally, look, somebody that tooled him. He got beat. He got outpointed. He got outjabbed in that fight, and he just got a little outworked. And and he and Volkanovski, or not Volkanovski, Volkanov, Volkanov. Volkanovski is the 145-pounder who fought uh, um, Max Holloway. Uh, Volkanov. Uh, Volk- I can't remember his first name. Anyways big tall dude who got knocked the fuck out against Derek Lewis at the very last uh, second in their fight um, for some reason I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take I've, I've bet against Greg Hardy every single time I did pick Volkanov to win that fight so I got lucky on that one 
Uh, I'll take Hardy this time. This will be the first time I'm going to take Hardy on this. Uh, Olenek versus Fabricio Verdun. Where'd this motherfucker come from? I didn't even know he was still fighting. He got into some shit. This dude was instantly, if you remember back in the day, all you longtime listeners, he was inducted immediately into the WSP Hall of Fame when he hit motherfucking Kobe Covington. The then undisputed reigning douchebag of the universe he smacked that motherfucker upside the head with a torta that's what it was that's what the initial reports were is that he hit this motherfucker in the face with a torta then it turned out it was a boomerang and not a torta because i thought it was weird that they'd have a torta in fucking australia because they were in australia or some shit what do they know about making tortas but it wasn't a torta it was a motherfucking uh, it was a boomerang he threw a motherfucking boomerang at, at kobe covington and wanted to scrap in the middle of the street there's like dingoes and and, and and fucking uh kangaroos and shit bouncing around there was like a kangaroo referee in the middle trying to break it up and shit it was wild um uh so fabricio verdum is back Fuck it, I, I, Alexander Olenek, he can only win via one Ezekiel choke. If he ain't catching you in an Ezekiel choke, and you ain't catching Verdum in an Ezekiel choke. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Fabricio Verdum, even though I haven't seen him in like five years. Um, he's got decent stand-up. They just showed that fight, too. They just showed his fight against uh, Velasquez. To me, Velasquez is one of the most... Uh, you listen to podcast, Joe Rogan podcast. He, he, he says, you know, Kane is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Bullshit bullshit i have Verdum ahead of uh, kane velasquez then it's probably stipe and, and cormier battling it out right there whoever wins this next one between stipe and cormier is the greatest heavyweight of all time the next one is number two um i i, I think i think Nganu's resume is probably better than 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 uh kane velasquez but anyways kane velasquez fought um Verdum a while ago and i don't know where the fuck i was going with that but I'm going to say that's probably the last time I, I even remember Fabrizio Verdum. No, he fought Stipe. He lost to Stipe. And then after that, he lost He lost a couple fights. Um, but he's back, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take him. Uh, he, he's got exceptionally good striking. That's where I was going with this. My bad, homies. My bad. I, I, I'm super stoned, too. Keep that in mind. Um, is that he, he? I just saw that fight on ESPN the other day, and uh, his striking. I thought he was out striking uh, Cain Velasquez. Uh, he, sick jabs, real slick jabs, real good, you know, uh, putting combinations together. And he was baiting Cain Velasquez to take him down. He was baiting Cain to shoot those du- those double legs. He almost caught it early in the fight off of a double leg, the, the guillotine that he ended up finishing Cain with in like the third or fourth round. But he was letting him have it. He was letting him have that shit. Um, and, and so Fabricio Verdum is one of the greatest of all times. And we'll see how much is still left in the tank. But um, Olenek is up there, too. He looks like a dusty-ass old man on, on, the, on the shelf also. So who, who knows what the fuck we're going to get. Carla Esparza, uh, Michelle Watterson. This is made for Michelle Watterson to get a dub. Jacare is fighting Uriah Hall. That's going to be a fucking stand-up banger. You're like, Jacare, stand-up? That's all he does either nowadays. He just stands and bangs. He had a couple knockouts, and he does the exact same thing. His, his ground game rarely comes into, into play here. Um, and maybe he changes that. This is the type of fighter you definitely want to do that with. Go against Uriah Hall, and you want to take him down. Uh, Vicente Luque, he's, he's a stud fighting uh, Nico Price. This is like the undercard like sleeper right here. Uh, Nico Price knocks motherfuckers out from the ground. Like he, I'm pretty sure he's the motherfucker that knocked somebody out with a hammer fist from his back while the guy was on top of him. No bullshit. Uh, I think he won an up kick from the ground too. Uh, he, he's got two fucking KOs on his belt from being on his back. 
Think about that shit. Uh, Charlie Charles Rosa versus Bryce Bryce Mitchell. I don't know who the fuck y'all are. Um, so out of all those fights, I don't know who two fucking fighters are. Uh, Vicente Luque just fought um, Wonder Boy. Uh, showed a lot of heart in that. A lot of great. Wonder Boy was blasting that motherfucker for three rounds, eating his motherfucking ass all over the cage. Spork out fucking uh, uh, chopsticks, whatever the fuck, however you want it. Um, Wonder Boy was blasting him with shots, but Luke never went down. Luke landed his. He got his. He got. He got some big shots in on on Wonder Boy too. He fought Wonder Boy really, really well, but it was a clear cut Wonder Boy uh, fight. Um, I'm pretty sure that might be Wonder Boy's last fight. It was against Vicente Luque, uh, but Vincent, Vicente Luque is a bad motherfucker too. Um, so that that's that's the proposed fight. That's that's supposed to be going down in May, May uh, 9th or some shit like that. Um, so we'll see if that happens. My, my early, who the fuck knows, man? Who the fuck knows? I, I didn't think that we'd be seeing a fight, uh, tomorrow. Um, even, even with all that yip yapping, the gum bumping, uh, the lip smacking, the teeth clacking that Dana White was doing about, they were going to have the fucking Khabib versus Gaethje. At one point, Khabib, I mean, uh, Tony versus Khabib fight, then turned into the, we're still going to do it. We're going to do Tony versus, uh, Gaethje. Um, even all that, I was like, I don't know, man. I'll believe it when I see it. Never got my hopes up. So when they said it didn't happen, it was like, it wasn't going to happen. I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. That fucking makes sense. Um. But hopefully we can get this fight in. Uh, you know, Dana's saying that they want to be the first sport back. That makes the most sense because it's one-on-one type shit. Just don't let anybody in that bitch. Nothing. No janitors. No nothing. Like, like clean up your own shit. Flush the toilets on your own. That kind of shit. Don't let anybody in that bitch. You get, this is where you get like one corner man. You go in there. Each get one fucking corner man. And then there's a referee. There's the judges. And a couple people for medical reasons. And that's it. That's it. That's all you need. And maybe, uh, you know, whoever, whoever, you know, Rogan or whoever, like, across the way or sitting up in the bleachers calling, the, call, calling it from the empty bleachers, you know, w- 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 off of cameras or some shit. Who knows? You know, do, do something like that. Maybe we can get it done. He swears, Dana's saying he's got a fight island. He purchased a fucking island where they're setting up. They're basically building a little stadium. Is what it sounds like. He's saying that they're already building shit so that if this continues on for a long time, they're just going to have fights on this island where I guess nobody has any say about anything. And, you know, if they run into something, they can quarantine people on an island and say, look, we're not we're not putting anybody at danger. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of fighters out here. Uh, Rosanam Yunus was uh, originally scheduled to fight uh, Andrade for the second time as the co-main event. That fell through because, unfortunately, Rose is somebody in her family uh, died from COVID from from the Rona. Uh, so she she dropped that out, and I'm sure there were other people that were kind of reluctant. There's a lot of people that are reluctant, even though they need to pay. Don't want to be traveling during this shit. They don't want to be risking this. You know, is it worth it? I I, I don't know, but um, we we need something. We need we need something. So uh, hopefully they can get that shit together. Uh, let me get a sip of water. Let me see what the, the triple champ is over here just chilling. Y'all be I I haven't even been paying attention. I'm sure he's been screaming and doing all sorts of wild ass shit in the background. Um, I'll play this shit back. Um, but uh, we rock and roll. Hold on one second. Let me save this shit too. We back. Um, speaking of uh, last thing on, on on these fights, um, who was the homie? Uh, Anthony Smith, uh, the guy who fought um John Jones for the title uh fairly recently. I think like last summer. Uh, some some fucking crackhead broke into this motherfucker's house. Talk about breaking into the wrong house. Uh, but they woke up 
uh, uh, Google this shit. This homie tells the whole story to Ariel Hawani on this shit. And he comes downstairs and there's somebody just standing in his fucking kitchen. And, 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 and Anthony Smith, I guess he doesn't have guns. Like this, I, I use, I'm going to use this. This is why you got to have a fucking gun in the house, man. For shit like this. I, I wouldn't, f- fuck this dude. You don't have to ask any goddamn questions in the middle of the night, 2 a.m. There's some random motherfucker that broke through your fucking window and standing in your kitchen. That's that shoot on sight. That's SOS motherfuckers right there. Shoot on motherfucking shoot first. Ask no questions later. It, it, you you just you blah blah blah. You know fucking laying spray. You know what I mean? Just fucking just do whatever the fuck you gotta do. Uh, Anthony Smith engaged this dude in fisticuffs. He rolls over there, takes dude down, uh, starts beating his ass. Like he he made it sound like. He, he said homie's face was fucked up afterwards, but the guy was like super strong. He said the guy was only like 165 pounds or something like that. But he's like the strongest guy that that um, Anthony Smith had ever like grappled with. He's like, I was giving him everything I had and he would not go down. He could not knock the motherfucker out. He was tussling with this dude and having a hard time controlling him and keeping him on the ground until the cops came. Like, that's meth, homies. If y'all don't know, I was an undercover uh, uh, retail snitch for a while, like following people around the, uh, around the, uh, uh, around the store and shit, and arresting them at the door and shit. I've been in, I've been in. When I say I've been in a hundred street fights, I ain't bullshitting you. That's how I did it. I, I've been in a lot of those fights, and, and the two times that somebody almost got away from me was a dude way smaller than me. And I, I remember this dude was jacking hard drives. He was like going into the aisle and like snatching all the fucking hard drives. And he was doing it like every couple weeks after they would restock the hard drives. And he was like slanging them and shit. So they put me in this store to wait for this guy to show up. And sure enough, one day he shows up. I'm by myself. So he goes outside. Um, I stop him. We're scrapping. He was about to get on his bike. I, I, I slammed him off the bike. We're, 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 we're scrapping it up. I got him in two separate rear naked chokes, fully locked on with the hooks in, homies. And this guy got out of both of them. I started gassing. My arms were gassing. This homie was about to get away from me. And this old man that happened to be sitting, no shit. The homie was dusty as shit. Chilling in the parking lot, came over and fish hooked this motherfucker and allowed me to get hold of him right before this dude broke my fucking grip. And then, um, after he let go of the fish hook, the guy almost got away again. So this homie did, like, this touch of death to the dude's nose. He, like, took his two fingers, his first two fingers, and shoved his nose in and up. And the homie started screaming, and he gave up. And I was able to handcuff him and take him, take him inside. This homie, like, like, helped me. But the point was, this dude was, like, 130 pounds. Like, he was skinny as fuck. But he was one of the strongest dudes ever. He was fucking methed out of his motherfucking ass when I got him back. Meth is a hell of a fucking drug. This shit is like if you have, um, you know, basically uh, adrenaline in in a fucking syringe. This motherfucker was strong, and I was way bigger than I was probably like 175, 180 pounds at the time. I'm rolling around 150 now, but I was I was a lot bigger back then, and I could barely control this guy. So I, I was thinking of that when I was hearing Anthony Smith. I was like, this dude's on some shit. This dude had to be on some shit. Um, at one point, a knife came out or some shit like that. Nah, fuck all that, homie. That's why this this is why uh, I don't got a gun. I need to get one. But this is why you got to get one. You got to come in here and, and, and paint your motherfucking kitchen red. That's what you got to do. You can go to Ace Hardware, Home Depot afterwards, and, and, and redo the paint job. You know, you know, get, get you know. Uh, sandpaper it off the walls and, and redo it afterwards. But you you got you got to finish that motherfucker. He had his kids upstairs. His wife ran upstairs to to lock the kids in the, in, in one of the rooms to call the cops. Now fuck all that, man. At this time, during a pandemic, 
Imagine coming downstairs and not only seeing a guy, but he's coughing around your, he's coughing on your refrigerator door. He's coughing on your fucking counters and shit. Now, fuck that, son. Coughing on your coffee maker. Nah, uh, ain't going down like that. Nah, nah, Duke. I gotta, I gotta fuck you up real quick. Um, so that was, that, that was crazy. You should listen to that interview, man. That shit, that's one of those times where you hear some shit and you start, you start visualizing and you start getting all sweaty and your heart's racing and shit. You're acting like you were there and shit. That, that's kind of how that shit made me feel. Um, what the fuck else is going down? The fucking um, XFLs, Dunskies. It was actually doing pretty well, but they actually just went bankrupt after all this. Man, you imagine the XFL after 20-something years, they finally like decide that they're going to do it right. Like The last time, it was just like this fucking circus, this fucking dog and pony show. Uh, this fucking TJ donkey show, basically, is what it was. It was a laughing stock. It was, it was like... It just wasn't serious. This time they actually tried to do it serious, like a legitimate, um, a legitimate league, um, and and it was looking good. Like I, I saw highlights and shit. There were people in the stands that were like kind of embracing this shit. They were like six games in, um, and all of a sudden the coronavirus hits, and now they had to they they had to postpone their games. Then they couldn't pay people, and then they were losing money every single day. And now it's done. It's done again, just like that, man. Almost as quick as the AAFL or whatever the fuck that shit was last summer. With the homie, uh, uh, my young ho, uh, took his ass to go kicking for some fucking Atlanta Admirals or some shit. Kicked a game-winning field goal and thought he was a shit. Didn't do that shit with the Chargers, but thought he was a shit doing that in the AAFL or some shit. Fuck up out of here. Anyways, so the XFL is done. He hate me. He hate me not or whatever. Remember that dude back in the day? Um, so, you know, the, the coronavirus is, is, is fucking everything up. Restaurants are going out of business like every fucking day. They can't stay open, man. Restaurants, there's, there's so much overhead. It's so hard to maintain a restaurant and keep a profit. It, 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 you know, a, a fucking week closed and, and, and you're behind the eight ball big time. And, and so a lot of these places, you know, even with the deliveries, trying to do deliveries, now you got to pay people to, go, you know, drive and deliver. Nah, man, it's, 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 it's fucked up, man. Hopefully we can get through this shit sooner rather than later. Um, I see a lot of motherfuckers trying to get in shape now, uh, super half-assed, but now all of a sudden, like, um, you know, most of these people, it's like their everyday life hasn't changed. They never did shit anyways. Now they want to act like, oh, they're, they're, they have to be so active now all of a sudden, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm just an active person. Nah, homie, I've, some of these motherfuckers, man, I haven't seen y'all ever come out your motherfucking house. Y'all looking like you living in the Antarctica and shit, pale as a motherfucker, uh, and and now all of a sudden they want to, they, oh, they're lifting weights in their driveway and, and, and fucking doing sit-ups and shit like T.O. did in his driveway and, and going on walks and power walking and shit. The fuck up out of here, man. Uh, but if you, you know, now's the time though, I guess, you know, get, get in shape, man. Uh, it, it's a mind frame. It, nothing's going to change unless you make it a routine. You got to get in there and, and, and it's got to become your lifestyle. It's got to be something that you, you don't, um, uh, you don't compromise. It's, it's always got to be done. And un, uh, under, unless it's under some other, you know, extreme circumstance, you got to get the workouts in. As soon as I put this down, the triple champs going to sleep. I'm rolling up in the Thunderdome, senior, and, and, and we gonna we gonna bang the fuck out again, just like that. But fuck it, you know, uh, this is episode 102, man. We we fucking still rolling. I, I'm gonna try to do these a little bit. Um, a little bit uh, quicker. I'm gonna do a miscellaneous podcast on the next one. I, I got a whole bunch of. Let me see what kind of weird shit I had saved up for this this week. Um, did I have anything? I had a bunch of shit. What was this shit? 
Oh yeah, we thought McGregor was gonna. I, yo, that that real quick. I thought McGregor. I thought they said McGregor was in Vegas. So I don't know how McGregor didn't end up getting this fight against Tony Ferguson. Like that that was the fight. Like unless he's just not in shape or couldn't make 155 pounds because he's been fighting at 170. But still, man, I said on I said on many podcasts ago, he should be training like he's he's fighting Khabib or he's fighting Tony like that day. Like he's fighting on April 18th. He he should take it that serious. If one of them drops, which you know one of them was, uh, and it did happen, then you'd be ready to go. And they wouldn't even have thought about Gaethje, but. I, I don't know the circumstances, but I thought that you imagine Tony Ferguson versus uh, 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 Conor McGregor, both at their basic peaks. You got a guy who hasn't lost in 12, 13 fights, and then you got Conor McGregor who's always, you know, banging and shit like that. So, um, ah, fuck it. That's it, man. That's it. That's that's episode 102. We survived. Me and the triple champ. He's, he's back there uh, throwing his toys and shit around. He's still rolling. This dude's still doing laps. I mean, he literally looks like he's running track out here. He, he's lifting shit above, above his head. He's doing deadlifts over there. Oh, you mean mugging now, son? You mean mugging? My man's over here mean mugging his, his pappy. It's a, listen, I, I bet by like seven, eight years old, he, he, he's slapping my ass around. So uh, that's the goal, at least. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he's, uh, all, the, all the fathers out there, uh, the, uh, this, uh, Whiskey Sick podcast listening extraordinaire ivanito is a is a new pappy i think he's like three four months old no since like february i think right so like two two and a half maybe months old he's in the thick of it he's he's in the thick of not sleeping or anything like that um it's kind of weird raising kids right now when they can't even go outside you can't take them to the park you can't take them anywhere it's kind of hard keeping them entertained and shit but uh we fucking doing it we fucking doing it homie oh yeah Here's some shit before I go. I forgot about some shit. So your boy Moody Hank has been busy. Don't think because, you know, it, it's been a few days since the last po- podcast that I've just been uh, uh, winking uh, my pud, uh, you know, willy-nilly all over the fucking house. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I got a banger coming. I got a banger. I got a new single. I got a new EP in the fucking works. It's been a couple years since I put some music out, but I'm back, motherfuckers. I'm back. Uh, I got some new shit. It's called Bet I Won't. I was gonna try to play a little bit right here, give y'all a little snippet, um, but I left it on the chop uh, on the chopping floor. On the chopping, what? I don't know what the fuck. I, I was I was uh, mixing it and shit right before this, and, and and I got some little tweaks I need to do. Um, if it's not done by next, it, it, this should be done. It'll be done by the next podcast, unless I do it next week, and then it'll probably be around there. So hopefully, I'm gonna put this shit out. It's called Bet I Won't. It's hard as fuck. Uh, we we coming for all the them, them fucking whack ass uh, mumble rappers, the little little dickhead, this, the little fuck boy, that, all those fucking rappers. We coming for that ass. Uh, we clapping cheeks. We clapping cheeks with this new single. We we we, we eating ass, homies. For lack of a better term, I, I'm gonna be eating some whack ass rappers ass. Uh, uh, Real quick, real soon. So, anyways, be ready for that shit. It'll be on Spotify. I'm going to get it on Spotify. I'm going to need y'all homies to push that shit, uh, help a homie out. I got the EP coming. I got another single right after that that's probably going to drop a couple weeks after that. And, and, and trust me, I, I, I've been I've been putting in some motherfucking work. I'm back. Seth Gecko is back. The shit that started it all is back. It ain't going nowhere. I don't care if I'm 56 years old. I'll still be kicking bars harder, heavier than any shit that these motherfuckers are out here kicking right now. Anyways, for, my, for, for, for Seth Gecko, for, for the triple champ, for Moody, uh, 
everybody at the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Stay safe. Stay your motherfucking ass inside. Wear your motherfucking masks uh, if you do have to go out. Uh, episode 102 is coming to an end, and I'm out, motherfuckers. Stop. You know. Just stay on sleep, keeping off the deep. 